Hey everyone, it's Alexia Nicole, and you're listening to Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of the Bill After Sealed of Approval, Counted Out with Mike and Tyler. My name is Tyler, and I am joined, as always, by the one and only Mike. Mike, how the hell are you, buddy? Dude, that's never going to get old to me. It never will. It will never get old to you and I, and I'm sure everybody is sick of hearing about it, but I will put that. <laughs> you you said it yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill After likes you. Fuck you, off. You said it, it to me. You old. said it to me in a text message la- earlier last week. Uh, that will be on my tombstone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not going to be, you know, loving father, devoted husband. No, B- Bill After approved. Mike Walsh. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so we got we got a lot of stuff we want to talk about. We have let you play again this week, Mike. It's been almost a month since you've done a list. I guess your last one was you know so what? shit. Your last yeah. list must have been so shit. We had to take a break from you. First of all, my last list I think was the IC list. I don't, I don't remember. It's been so, so long. So I, I you agreed with all that list. So it wasn't that much shit. But here's the thing we've just been so busy we've had so many cool people on the show since then mm. you know what i mean and, and god forbid i'm i'm sorry i'm not going to push bill after or ian riccaboni or mike herman or or Arta cal for the, the best openers at wrestlemania that's right and next week we have johnny divine from uh, former of impact wrestling tna wrestling that's he's going to be joining yeah. us with a uh, friend of the show steve Bourne. we'll talk about that a little bit later on though uh, this week, though, let's get the task in hand. We haven't talked about WrestleMania in a long time. We are going to talk about it really shortly, but let's start off with what we didn't get to talk about last week with Bill After interview, and that was right. Ring of Honor. Um, you know, we had Ian Riccoboni on talking about the pay-per-view. They did the 19th anniversary show. I think you were a little bit more hyped up about it than I was so with the angle at the end there. Um, for me, I, I didn't really... I'll let you talk about it first, but... Uh, I still haven't seen a bunch of it, but it's sounding like a match of the year contender between Jonathan Gresham and uh, Dak Draper, who you also heard on our well, show. It's, it's already, it's probably not pay-per-view of the year because the first few matches were, were kind of duds for me. Um, when uh, I was discussing it off air with you, I, I think I ranked it a seven out of 10 altogether. Yeah. But, but the last five matches are all stellar, beautiful matches. Um, so they almost put on a great, uh, a perfect pay-per-view. Well, it was, it was a great pay-per-view. Um, before I get into the great of the great of the great, I just want to talk about some good things. Uh, Dalton Castle versus Josh Woods. That is newly re-signed Dalton, Dalton Castle. Easy for me to say. Absolutely. Uh, he, you know, there was a lot of speculation that, he, that that match with Josh Woods might be his last narrow itch. And I'm really glad he decided to re-sign on. Um, I got to say, man, with the current roster of WW or ROH, the last, let's say 10 years worth of ROH uh, alumni, Dalton Castle has really solidified his, his name in there. When you think of current ROH, you think Dalton Castle is one of the names that comes up. He's really part of the furniture there. So I'm really happy he decided to stick around. I don't think ROH would be quite the same without him. And I don't think he'd be quite the same without ROH. 
I think Dalton is a, he's an interesting case where like, I think he's kind of been cooled off a little bit over the last mm-hmm. year or two. However, he's talented enough to be looked at as a main eventer again, just like that. If they decided to 100%. Do yeah. I, I, I think that's too. Another guy who had a big night. Tracy Williams had a big night. Tracy Williams, uh, first man in ROH history to, to win two titles in the same show. So let me ask you a question. Does Ring of Honor have too many titles? No. Do they have the New Japan syndrome a little bit? Do they need all the titles? I okay, let's list them off. I mean, because the, the ones they have, because because they do they do good things with all the titles. So yeah. I don't so I don't agree. I don't think that they, they they have too many titles. It's not like and I hate to pick on WWE. But WWE has too many fucking titles. Yeah, they have too many titles, but they're it's, on two, it's got, they have two separate shows. So, like, it, it, it's gotten to the point though. It just really feels like, you know, the old adage of uh, you you have to give a participation ribbon to all to all the kids that played the sport. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, the, the um, one, but it the, doesn't. But it doesn't feel like that in ROH. Every champion in ROH feels like a fucking champion. Yeah, yeah, I think they do a good job of booking it. Uh, another thing, speaking of titles, and I know something that we're both excited about is uh, the Ring of Honor Women's t- Championship coming back. I am so excited about this. Uh, they announced it. I don't know if you saw the announcement on the 19th show, um, but they did it in a perfect way. They had uh, Maria Canellas come out, who uh, is a newly appointed member of the ROH Board of Directors. Which is great. So, uh, that's a, such a great spot for her. She's so talented on the microphone. Yeah. So she came out to uh, uh, have an interview with Quinn McKay, um, a very underrated talent in her own name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as she was announcing this tournament, um, Angelina Love come, uh, comes out. And, uh, and she does her whole stick about, uh, you know, you haven't wrestled in seven years. You don't know what you're doing anymore. Shut the fuck up kind of thing. I haven't, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm here to get my title back and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, you know, she's talking about how she's a, a seven-time over champion and all this stuff. And then it ends with uh, basically Maria saying, you want in this tournament? You can be in this tournament, but you got to beat Quinn McKay next week on TV. For a bye, Perfect. right? She got a buy for a, for a yeah. buy a buy past the first round. Yeah, yeah, that's um, fun. I like that. And, and it and it still t- and it ties into the last time we saw. Um, sorry, I'm I'm fucking blanking on the name that they're using. Um, it's basically the beautiful people. But yeah, it's yeah. Not. the alert, <laughs> the alert, the alert. Thank you. Yes, the alert. So uh, the last time we saw them, they beat the shit out of uh, Quinn McKay and put the mark on her forehead and all this. So to have Quinn McKay get her. Revenge match yeah. is great. Yeah, I like it. I love that stuff. Uh, it's good storytelling. Um, it's a great way to introduce this title. I don't know who's going to be in this tournament. I don't know how many women are going to be in this tournament. Well, you got to think. It's exciting, if, though. You got to think if they're realistically, they'll probably give Angelina Love the buy, and so you, they might have a, an uneven number of people to be in the tournament. But I'm excited yeah. about it. There's a lot of great women, uh, independent talent out there, and that Ring of Honor can definitely uh, benefit from. And and I think it's a good thing. Let's move yep. on to the main event then. Uh, Roosh against Jay Lethal. Big angle at the end. Well, I know you were really big on this. I'm it still, was, I'm still to be determined on it. And uh, I'm. Gonna, it was you know, a, it was a really good match. Um, the match was decent, not Lethal's best, not Lethal's worst. Just, just really, really good. Um, 
And then, uh, you know, the, the, the end happens. Both factions are going at it. And then uh, you hear this voice going, Roosh! And, he, and here he comes, man. Brody King comes out and he's, call, and he's calling out Roosh. And he says, this time I'm not alone. And of course, right away in my brain, I'm thinking, okay, it's got to be PCL, right? But no, out comes Tony Deppin. And I don't know what the general reaction is to that. But as a GCW fan, I marked the fuck out. Yeah. And then two seconds later, the GCW fan of me uh, marked out again. When on the ring apron pops up Chris Dickinson. And then just the pure wrestling fan in me marks out because here is the returning former ROH champion, Homicide. And let's be honest, man, he looks fucking good. Homicide looked jacked. So yeah. uh, um, this is where I'm it's a, it's a It's a weird stable. Let's yeah. be honest. It is a, it's a strange combination of four guys, but I'm so excited to see where it goes because, you know, they came in, they did the save for the foundation, but then he helps up Jay Lethal and then fucking flattens them. Mm. So, you know, that's who knows what's going to happen. Are they heel stable? Are they a tweener stable? I don't know. Cause Honestly, what's even the foundation? I feel like we're at uh, WWE, uh, WWF, nineteen ninety seven, right now. Gang warfare is running <laughs> yeah, wild in Ring of Honor. Uh, here's my take on it. I am going to give it a sit back and wait approach. Here, uh, full disclosure, as we are recording this right now, uh, we are a week after the the Ring of Honor pay per view. So I want to see what's happening on TV. I want to know why these guys are together. I want to know if they're just four guys that got thrown together for no reason. I give Ring of Honor booking a lot more credit than that. I think there will be a good story to it. So <laughs> I'm going to save my judgment on it until uh, until further. LFI was going to run out of uh, something to do when, when, the, when the foundation moves on to something else. I don't know what LFI was going to be able to do. See, but so I feel LFI like there's a lot of lags. I feel like that feud's just getting started. LFI in the foundation. Yeah, yeah. I oh, feel okay. like that. I feel like they got a lot left to do there, and then I'm I'm intrigued with this new with this new thing's going to be. I'm going to take a sit back and wait approach. All shifting right. shifting gears though, I want to get your opinion on something, and that is okay. New Japan Pro Wrestling has now uh, unve- unveiled their brand oh, new well, championship. I w- I want to talk about that. Can we finish off talking about nineteen for a minute? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, 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 oh, I, th- I thought we uh, I thought we hit that there. Yeah, absolutely. So so on the on the pre show. Uh, there was a match. It was uh, Shane Taylor Promotions. It was the, the Trios Championship match. Mm-hmm. It was Shane Taylor Promotions versus uh, the Mexican Squad. Uh, uh, Shane Taylor Promotions won the match, and Flamita has had enough. And he basically called an end to the Mexican Squad. He says, I don't want to do this anymore. And he got pissed off. So it turned into a challenge. And uh, on the main card, the three members of Mexican Squad uh, uh, faced off in a triple threat match. And it was fantastic. If you like fast paced, just good luchador wrestling, this match is for you, man. Uh, I can't say enough about it. Just go and watch this match. I'm not even gonna hype. I'm not even gonna hype it up anymore. Just watch the match. Beautiful, beautiful. And then the last thing we need to talk about is an early candidate in my book for match of the year. The only ten out of ten on the card, the uh, pure title match, and it's uh, your boy. Mr. Dak. Our boy, my, Dak my, mine and Adam Contents boy. Yeah. Mr. Dak Draper uh, challenging current champion Jonathan Gresham. Dude. Man. Draper. First of all, let me set the stage for you. Dak Draper is six foot four. Jonathan Gresham 
is not. <laughs> okay. You almost made me spit my drink out there. That was... <laughs> so that just 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 picture that in your head. All right. So already he's got every advantage. He's got the height. He's got the reach. He's got, you know, everything you want in a match, like a pure match. He's got every advantage except the experience. Jonathan Gresham is the octopus, man. He brought it, but I don't think anybody's brought it to Jonathan Gresham the way Dak Draper has since the pure title has come back. Um, For the first time ever, uh, Jonathan Gresham exhausted all three of his rope breaks. Uh, you don't see Gresham doing that. Gresham's not that desperate wrestler. He's not that guy going for the breaks and stuff like that. Dak Draper brought him there. Um, I'm not going to ruin the finish other than the fact that Gresham won. Uh, but uh, that's not a spoiler by now. You're, yeah, it's you been know three weeks, that. guys. Get yeah. over it. But but I'm not going to fi- uh, spoil how it finished because I want people to watch this match. Um, it's a match we'll be talking about all year. I really I really feel that. Awesome. Okay, that that's all my ROH stuff. Well, let's uh, like I said, let's segue over, and I want to hear your take on the the brand new uh, IWGP Unified uh, Championship belt, mm-hmm. which apparently they've reset the lineage on as well. Oh, for fuck's sake! Which I don't like that. But so it's a new, so it's a new title. Yeah, I guess so. I I, I might be wrong on that, but I, I thought I heard something like that. It's like a new lineage. So both the old titles are gone for good, and this is just a new one. I guess. I don't like that. Um, I could be wrong on that. I'm not going to give the, I'm not going to give the Tyler Wolf seal of approval on that one. Thanks, Bill. But uh, the only thing, the only thing I I don't like more than that is this fucking title. You replaced one of the most gorgeous titles in professional wrestling history with honestly, what looks like somebody took a scalpel cut off of, Cody Rhodes tattoo and made it into a title belt. I, I was going to say it looks like the United States Championship and the Divas Championship had sex and made a belt baby. Fuck. It's so, so ugly. I'm, I don't hate it as much as you. I'm not a big fan of it. I, I like that they've kind of taken different um, pieces of all of their old championship belts and tried to make them kind of represent this new belt. But yeah, I, I just wish they, they didn't uh, they didn't change it. You know, I, I'm I mean, fine with them getting rid of the IC title. I'm fine New with Japan that. had New Japan had one of the only titles, like physical like titles that I still liked. Because WWE has ruined all their titles as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Uh, they're all ugly as fuck. Um, I don't mind know. their world title. It's grown on me, but I hated it at first. Me too. But it has grown on a lot of belts. Still, a lot of belts. I like still that hate. Thing. I still hate the tag titles. Yeah, me too. Um, I fucking despise the twenty four seven. I actually, I like the new Intercontinental title as well. I think it's yeah, pretty okay. nice. I like that I one. Don't, I don't like the U.S. title. No, it's ugly. But uh, I really loved the Japan title, and now it's gone. Yeah, um, I'm sad about that too. So I think it's official. The current best looking title in professional wrestling right now goes back to the 10 pounds of gold baby congratulations nick Aldis. nwa world title i think that could have always been the best i I, that could be a list one day the top seven nicest looking belts of all time that would be a good list speaking of things um do you got any news any new stuff you want to talk about we're going to talk about let's talk about wrestlemania right now 
and then okay. we'll uh and then you've got something planned for me fun after that correct I do. yeah yeah all right so uh let's get into wrestlemania so i guess we might as well just start off with night one here we're gonna get into wrestlemania yeah. right let's just get on to night one they finally made the decision uh at least from what i've been reading sasha banks versus bianca belair main eventing the first night what are your thoughts on this that's the right move man um both, both, I agree with both main events for each night. You know me, and I, I'm positive you agree with me. the The Royal Rumble winner should always should always main event. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, it's just I, that that's always the way it should be, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, so to have both uh, Bianca and um, Edge go on to, uh, to to headline WrestleMania makes sense. It, it's exactly how it should be. I, I do like the fact that the, they've gone back to putting more prestige on the Royal Rumble winner. I think about 95% of the time, the Royal Rumble winner should main event. I agree with you on 100%. that. You know, there's the exception of the rules. Like, and when, when Taker and Sean main evented, that was a bigger match than the title match. Yep. So I, I get that. And, and we've discussed, uh, you know, the 18 scenario on whether or not they made the decision, the right decision, putting Jericho and, uh, and Triple H last or not, yeah. you know, um, and then, of course, there's 11, but we don't talk about that. LP. Um, <laughs> I, I was on the fence about this one main eventing. I, I thought that the build for it uh, was really bad to start until they finally kind of lit, lit a fire yeah. under Sasha and kind of leaned her more towards the heel side. I do think there's been a lot of lazy booking this year with WrestleMania in regards to the what? women's division, though, especially yeah. the women's division, because they've done the exact same thing for both women's title matches with the partners that can't get along. And we'll talk about the other one in a minute. Cause I got a lot to say about Rhea Ripley, but let's keep moving on. I don't want to talk about every match on the card, but it so there's like- a few I really want to talk about, but there's a lot that I don't think needs to be talked about. And a lot that let's be honest, man. Um, we've said this a thousand times. I can't watch 22 hours of fucking WWE in a week. So yeah. I'm, a, so I'm a little lost on some of these matches. I I'm not invested in a lot of this shit. So there's not a lot. To talk about well how about we go rapid fire here then and let's just do a yeah. sentence each about every match and how about that i have one match i'll talk a lot more than the sentence but yeah let's go okay we can we can blow through a couple of them and we'll blow through this yeah. one and it's crazy to say that but the world title bobby lashley and drew mcintyre interested in this match through. at all not blowing through it this is the one i want to talk about okay perfect what are you where are your thoughts 100, on this one lead the way 100 i'm interested in it because both men are put in a position where they need to steal the fucking show. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they're not in the main event of either night. Uh, they have a lot to prove. Um, you know, especially they, Bobby, there's especially Bobby. And they're probably standing there thinking, listen, look at all these uh, people who have already made main event of WrestleMania and we didn't get our shot. Let's show them. We should be there. You got a little that, bit of maybe Edge and, Edge and Mick Foley mind frame from him from back in 22 when Edge thought he that, should have main evented. Yeah. So so there's that. But then there's the rest, the actual kayfabe storyline. Um, I have a theory and I, and I want to I want to spit it out because uh, I've been holding on to it for a few days. I think our theory is going to be the exact same because I had a question I wanted to ask you. And so you right, go, so you we, go. So, so, all right. Well, everybody who's watched WWE knows by now. Uh, and has conflicting uh, opinions on the fact that they have broken up the hurt business. Yeah, um, broken up. I, I like. I don't know. Do you like like? Well, the hurt as far business as, as, far as, as, far as I thought, as far as I thought, he turned on Shelton and 
Cedric, but yes. MVP is still aligned with Bobby. Is how uh, I, is from how what I'm MVP saying. is saying, the hurt business is still a thing. They have just moved on from Sheldon and, and Cedric. Okay, so here, so here's my thing. Um, there at one point, I remember being a stipulation saying that the hurt business could not be involved in the uh, in this match at all. Shelton Benjamin and or Cedric Alexander get involved, help Lashley win, but it's okay because they're not in her business. See, this is why this is why we do this show together because I was going to say the exact same thing to you, and I I agree. I think that this would be genius booking. I hope they put Bobby Lashley over with that finish. I think it makes MVP look like a genius manager, and I think it really gives the Hurt Business that we're not just another faction stigma to it because that's fucking genius. And I really and hope not, they do not, that. To, not to mention it gives a little bit more credit to the WWE writers because they've already been coming under a lot of heat for putting the can on things before they, they, they really blow up. You know what I mean? Like how many times have you seen a great team or a great faction before they really get to hit their thing, they break them up or, oh. or before a star really gets his potential, they, they, they cancel his push. So, so we, we right both now, in agreement. We're both in agreement that, that we want Bobby to go over with that finish. Right. Absolutely. And that's nothing against Drew. Love me some McIntyre, but this is Lashley's time. And uh, Lashley just got the belt. It's not time for him to drop it yet. So final question I want to ask about this and we'll move on. Um, what happens if Drew wins clean and there is no hurt business running? Um, to steal a uh, line from a professional wrestler who I can't stand from AEW, stupid writing from stupid creative. Um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 what happens, you ask? Nothing. It's, it, it, it's just pure old WWE horseshit. They're just going to fucking do something. And I, 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 I don't know if, if Drew goes over clean for the, I'd like to think that they don't bury Bobby. That that's it. That's all I care about. Don't take Bobby out of that picture. Keep Bobby up there. Um, I think it'd be stupid no matter what to take the title off him right now. But if the, if you do, you keep him in that picture. You, you put the strap back on him at, backlash or whatever the fuck they call the uh the next pay-per-view these these days uh um, so you and i are both in agreement so bobby lashley let's let's go with bobby who are we taking who are you taking for the first one there sasha and bianca oh i'm taking bianca i'm going sasha i don't i don't okay. think it's time for bianca yet i've been adamant about uh, that when, when we wrap up all the title matches i'll tell you why i'm picking bianca okay uh let's go uh real quick next one uh bad bunny and damian priest against the miz and morrison don't fucking care. I think the uh, faces go over. I think. David yeah. And, and you know what though? Bad Bunny, I got to give him credit. He's really done a good job. For, 100%. And, and he's you put can tell he's taking it put serious. in the work. Yeah. Yes, he's put in the, the guy work. I brought the fucking WWE 24-7 title on Saturday Night Live with him. The yeah. 24-7 title. Come on. Like, you know, if it's the IC title. My, my not give a shit attitude has nothing to do with Bad Bunny. I just don't care about the story. And, and, and that's just me because I have nothing against anybody in this match. You know that I like Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I really like the Miz and Morrison. Always have. Um, Unpopular opinion here. I don't like yeah. Miz and Morrison together. I, I never have. I, I don't find I, them entertaining. Yeah. And you don't like Damian Priest, so you have nothing in this match. I don't dislike Damian Priest. He just hasn't got me yet. You know what I mean? Like he, I think I he's very prefer, talented. I did prefer him in ROH, but yeah. we just haven't seen that side of him yet here. 
Um, as far as Pat Tunney, I, it, it, you think I'm uh, I'm really wrong by saying that the whole reason Big Show went over to AEW is so he didn't get stuck with Bad Bunny? I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but you I, know, I think it's always Big Show that gets stuck with these guys. You know what, though? I think this is a good place for Damian Priest. I think that he's getting a lot of TV time on it, and it's up to him now to, to make the best of it, right? They're giving him an opportunity. And, and, and you know what? And if he feels bad at all, if, if he thinks he's being wasted, all you have to tell him, at least it's not Snooky. There you go. Which John Morrison did get stuck with. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Tag title match. New Day against Kofi Kingston. And, uh, and sorry, New Day of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Wood against AJ Styles and Omos, uh, whatever the fuck his name is. Omos. Um, I have a question for you because I, I, I have been out. I'm I, I not paying a lot of attention. Have we seen almost wrestle yet? Other, other than as the mass ninja guy, I believe this will be his debut. Um, okay, I'm I, um, I, I, I think the from an in ring standpoint, this match will be very good because AJ Styles this in the has new days. the potential to be great if they do it properly. Depends keep on almost, how well the big man has come along as well. Well, here's the thing though: you keep almost out of the ring for ninety nine percent of this match. Yeah, you let AJ do the hard work, and you have almost do the the big heel spots see i'm Um, i'm a big fan of tag teams like this i've always liked the tag teams where there's the one big heater and then there's the workhorse like owen hart and yokozuna i was a big fan of their tag team right mm -hmm. and and you see that here i'm pissed off though i'm not gonna use the word pissed off but i was really hoping to see a bigger match for aj styles this year at wrestlemania uh you know you got you got seth rollins cesaro um, you know, Nakamura's not on the card. And this is nothing against Woods, but you fucking knock that team up and just put Kofi and, and AJ together. And Absolutely. That's Give right me there. those guys in a number one contender match. You know? You know, because yeah. you're going to need a challenger going forward. Like, uh, and, and the other two don't even need to lose their fucking paydays. You put Kofi versus AJ, you have almost an Xavier in their corners. I mean, it's, and again, nothing against Xavier, but Kofi is the money in that group now that, now that Big E's gone. Yeah, I think I think Kofi's always been the money in my opinion, but Big E is entertaining, not to take away from either one of the guys in that. I say we see new tag team champions here. I agree. Uh, uh, I, AJ and almost walk away with it. Okay, moving on. Braun Strowman against Shane McMahon inside a steel cage. Okay, okay I, moving I on. Seth Rollins <laughs> yeah. against Cesaro. I have to ask, though, man. I, 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 I've only been reading about this. What's going on here? What's this about Braun Strowman being a train? Or, I don't like, know. What, I've given what, up on Braun Strowman. And why? For the fuck's sake, why every year must they be like, okay, uh, I know we have all these other guys here that really want a payday, but nah, Shane wants to be in a exploding death match or something. Let's let's let him do some stupid shit. Braun every Strowman. fucking year. And I was down with it years ago, but it's getting ridiculous now. Braun Strowman looks like he has raided the Hardy Boys closet from circa 1999. I don't know if you see the way he's dressing right now. He's got the he's got those tight shirts on. Like I don't I don't get Braun anymore. Like 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 their fucking um, their Freebirds gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how Braun Strowman dresses now. Uh, who gives a shit? Uh, this is just like Shane against the Big Show, same build. It's who cares. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. Uh, yeah. Match that is probably going to steal the first night or has the potential to Cesaro against Seth Rollins. I think that Cesaro needs a win here, but I think that they're going to give it to Seth personally. 
All right, I don't know anything about the backstory here. Can you enlighten me? Basically, Seth came back and he was claiming to be a changed man and he wasn't. And Cesaro was like, you're shit. And the whole thing's just been about every week Cesaro yeah. swings Seth around. So so is Claudio, is uh, Cesaro a, a, the face in here? Yes, Cesaro's okay. the face. Seth is All still right. doing his messiah. Uh, I think okay. Seth goes over. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna get to Cesaro. Uh, okay, tag okay, team, and then the, the last one here: tag team turmoil match. Lana and Naomi against Dana Brooks and Mandy Rose against the Riot Squad against Natalie and Tamina. I am gonna do my prediction first here. I think that the winners of this match are going to be very iconic. I think we're gonna see a reboot of the Iconics. Uh, and they're going to go over. I think that's going to be the WrestleMania surprise there. For some odd reason, I thought that this got bumped to uh, SmackDown or the pre-show or some shit. It's on uh, my Wikipedia, but who knows? Yeah, it, it's on mine as well, so I, I was surprised to see it. Um, yeah, if I'm going off paper, I would love like, your theory. Don't like That's money right there. I would love that. If I'm just going off off the paper, though, I'll give it to the Riot Squad. I'll take Natty and Tamina if we're going off paper. Okay. Um, last, last why, little. Why? Vote. Why? Why? So, because Natty's gonna fucking cry if she doesn't, if she, if she doesn't get the W. Or yeah, did you see that promo Paul Heyman cut on her? It was fucking beautiful, man. Doing I some it. good stuff over there. He's last point I want to make about night, night one, and I, I want to get your take on this, and I agree with it a hundred percent. No, no dark matches. No, no pre-show. That first pop. Who do you bring out? What's your, what do you open the card with? Hmm. Great question, because um, I was talking about this with friend of the show, Ray Beauchamp. Whoever is, the, whoever is the first person to make his entrance at, at WrestleMania this year is the first person to come down to a crowd reception in a year. Yeah, it's a big deal. So, so. so who, this is a is huge this? deal. It's got to be something big. I'm saying the <coughs> first music we hear is of the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. Okay. I'm going to go somewhere different here. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to take a chance here. I and think I, I know what you I'm going to say that the first music we're going to hear is John Cena. And it's going to be a WrestleMania surprise, and he'll, he's going to okay. kick off the show. Okay. That is very, yes. I, I can see something like that. Maybe John Cena... Maybe Hogan. Well, it could be Hogan because he's fucking. Yeah, instinct. I think it's okay. going to be somebody I'm like not that. Ca- I'm okay, I'm like I, I'm talking the first match, the first wrestler to make his real fucking entrance. I think they're going to open. What it match up. is open? Because uh, I, I figured you were. I, I honestly thought that you were going to uh, Bobby and Drew. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought that's what you would say. I, I think if they don't do a surprise, I think that the first music you're going to hear is Drew McIntyre's. I really do, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um. I really, really, really want it to be John Cena because there is nobody that gets a crowd hyped up like John Cena. When that music hits, the emotion that comes out of a crowd, whether it's cheering or booing, and listen to Bill after because he talked about it when we when we yeah. talked about him, right? John Cena, what a surprise that would be. It would immediately get the crowd and it would immediately Agreed. make WrestleMania fierce, feel special. However, for once, I, I, I do believe what John says about not being able to be there due to his, uh, his filming arrangements. I don't true, yeah. think 
I don't think that's a work. I, I don't know. I haven't really heard much about that. I'm just well. That well, awesome. that's what he said a while back. Is he was he's working on the um, he's working on a television show called The Peacemaker, which is a spinoff from the movie that he has coming out right now called The Suicide Squad. Uh, so he's making he's making this show for uh, for HBO Max, and uh, this is I, I know for a fact this show is filming right now. Um, I guarantee that there's there there has to be some sort of um, two week um, quarantine if yeah. he was to leave set and go to WrestleMania and come back. He can't afford to do that. That's four weeks where he's out of work. But he can't afford to do that. Now, question though, yeah, can COVID see John Cena? Because we can't see oh, him. <laughs> night two let's move on to night two the match that i'm most excited about for the entire card main event roman reigns versus edge versus daniel bryan this match has been fantastically booked and i i'm getting flashbacks to wrestlemania 30 man i think i think if we had a crowd i think they would have turned on edge and i think that daniel bryan would have been forced into the main event again of of course they would have turned on edge because that's how they're writing the story i just trying but I just, I don't know. I'm getting those vibes. I don't think Daniel um, Bryan wins, so I think the right no. move is to put Edge over. I really do. And I don't agree. I say Roman goes over. I wouldn't have a problem with that. You know what? Here's the thing about this match. I'm happy I with say, whoever wins. I say for the first time in a long time, both world champions retain. No, you, oh, world champions. Sorry, I thought yeah. you said main event. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna go with Edge. I, I, I want to okay. see one more run with Edge. I think you've got built-in stories Would there. Would you with- like to know do you like to know the greatest thing to come out of this match, though? What's that? The fucking memes. Oh yeah. Have you I not seen see- any of the memes? Oh, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a shit ton later. Then right. everybody is just shoving Daniel Bryan. You name it. If it's something versus something, they shove Daniel. Oh, Bryan. I have seen those. Yeah, Freddy, I, I saw Freddy those tonight. Freddie versus Jason versus Daniel Bryan. I have. You know, seen, it, it, yeah, it, it, I, I did. Kong, I did Kong see versus that. Godzilla versus Daniel Bryan. They're fucking hilarious. You know why? Because Daniel Bryan makes everything better. <laughs> My favorite one that I've seen so far, I, ha- I have to say it out loud. It's uh, on the on the first day, God created uh, created Adam, then He created Eve, and then He created Daniel Bryan and made it a triple threat match for WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right, well, let's move on to the second women's title match of the uh, of WrestleMania. We're looking at Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. Yeah, and you know what? I got a lot. I I won't say a lot, but I'm not happy about this one, and I want to kind of rant a little bit. Now, this match is going to be awesome, and I think it's going to be the second best match of the night next to the main event, and I'm really excited to watch it, but I am not happy with how we got here. Why is it that Rhea Ripley can just show up on Raw, point at a sign, and get the title match at the biggest event of the year? What has she done? Sorry, you new to WWE? This has been going on for fucking years. I don't I don't care. I'm furious. Why can it. Goldberg do it? Why can Brock Lesnar do it? Why can they get Goldberg at least year? Goldberg has been on the main roster for many years. He's former world champion. Rhea Ripley has done fuck all on the main roster. She she was the she was the follow-up to uh to win the, the Royal Rumble. But she should have at least she should have at least had a main roster match now. She's never even had a main roster match yet, and she's getting a title shot. 
Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I do, but it's WrestleMania, I, man. I, Try I, harder, I, WWE. It's WrestleMania. I have, I, I've seen stupider things work. Listen, if this was said. backlash, if this was extreme rules, if this was any other pay-per-view, I wouldn't care because I'm used to it. But fuck, man, this is your biggest show of the year. At least try. At least try to make your titles feel special. And don't give me the same rehash fucking storyline that you just did on SmackDown for a month and a half. And then you're like, oh, well, let's just make them partners that can't get along against Nia and, and Shayna Blazer. Yeah. That's my rant. I'm not happy about it. I think the match is going to be awesome. The match is going to be good. Who do you put what over? Do you, what are you calling for? I, I'm... Uh... I mean, I think Oscar keeps it, but the yeah. way that the way that they're setting this all up, I guess you might as well just fucking throw it on Rhea Ripley. Who gives a shit, right? Um, I'm calling. I'm calling Rhea. I'll go, go Oscar just to make it things interesting. All right, and that's why I said I was going to wait. Um, actually, no, I, I'm going to wait till we're done. Keep going. Okay, now moving on to uh, my Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon from night one. We got The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Uh, I don't really give a fuck about this match anymore. It's lost me. I know it's lost you. you, you, you you've been trying to say that you've only been lost for a few weeks. So this bullshit, you've been low-key shitting on this for a long fucking time. Um, I think you're going to be surprised. Oh, yeah? I think they're going to surprise you at, at Mania. I hope so because their last Mania both- match did not. It did their last Mania match did surprise me with how shit it was with those stupid lights. So I'm hoping maybe we get a little Firefly Funhouse type of thing. I'd be okay with that. Um, uh, the last Mania match we had, we didn't have the Fiend, you know, and we didn't have Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss has been have, amazing. Exactly. There's a lot going on here that can make this a great match. Um, and the story is not as bad as people are making out the sound. I don't know. I think it's all right. It's been um, bad, man. It's it's dragged. I don't, this story I, has dragged. I thought the fiend looked like um, a a burnt putty from the Power Rangers. Like I did not like the new look of the fiend. I thought the whole the, thing was stupid. The uh, one and only thing I didn't like was when Randy Orton got his face burnt, and like three days later, it's like. They just forgot it ever happened. I just, it's dragged for me, man. It's been a long time. January, when they lit the fiend on fire, was the end of December. It's been a long drag for me to get okay. to WrestleMania. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think the match itself is going to surprise me. Who's going um, over? Obviously, the fiend's going over, right? Yeah, the fiend's got to go over. I agree. Um, yeah. I see title match. That's a big question. Yeah. What's a Nigerian drum match? Well, it's definitely for the Intercontinental title between Biggie and Apollo Crews. Have you had a chance to see much of Apollo Crews' new gimmick? No. I have not seen a lot of it. Uh, he he's taken he, a, he has Apollo Crews has been emailing me asking me to send him uh, $50,000. He says he'll give it back to me. I feel uh, like that is borderline <laughs> offensive. <laughs> That's what this gimmick is, man. It's um, yeah. I it, it's got some modern. It's it's like a modern version of Saba Simba a little bit, I guess. Well, yeah, because that was offensive. Well, that was offensive, but I don't know. He's got the spear. I just don't understand why it's an accent all of a sudden. I don't understand that. Um, See, Kofi dropped it, and Apollo it, it, got it, it. It, it, it. And what we no, no, here's what happened. When, when Kofi 
see if I can get through this. Oh my God. I have <laughs> a feeling. When Kofi lost his accident, he threw it into the same trash can from WCW where, where Hacksaw gets his titles from. That was one of the best title ma- title changes of all time. <laughs> and it just stayed in that garbage can for like, has it been like 10 years since Kofi lost his accent? Oh, and then, and it's just like de- degenerated over the years. So now it sounds weird and apparently Nigeria. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, happy that they're giving Apollo something. The guy's super talented and I've met him and he's super nice too. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love me some Apollo Crews. However, I think this is a big waste of Biggie. I think it's a waste of both these guys. Uh, if I'm them, no, fuck it, man. You got to go with them. I think you put the belt on Apollo. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree, and I'm gonna go that Biggie needs to go on. Biggie mm-hmm. can't get beat for a while. Yeah, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm, fi- I wouldn't have a problem with that either. I just think you know. Give this gimmick a chance, I guess. If they're going to put in. If I'm WWE and I'm not, and I know this won't happen, but I keep Big E undefeated for the next 12 months. And have him at Mania, right? And then have him for the first time since WrestleMania 6 have that Intercontinental Champion go in against the world champion. I think it it only makes sense. Uh, let's move on. Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn in a match that I am so happy is happening. And, and you I think was from... happy it was happening. I was. Logan fucking Paul. Hey, the guy's a big star, man. Fuck you, he's a big star. He's a YouTuber. Buddy, he gets views. He brings oh. attention to the and, and he's the perfect annoying what? person to put with Sami Zayn. What's fucking next? Number one, I honestly think he fits better with somebody like The Miz than he does with, with Sami Zayn. Fair, but Sami Zayn can make it work. But, but And the gimmick Sami's been doing, it works perfect for but, it. But what, what, like, who's next? Like, like is fucking, is, is Roman Reigns going to come out with Pootie Pie next week? Like, I, mean, like it's, I don't know what a Pootie Pie is, but it sounds delicious. <laughs> it's not. He says the N-word a lot, and it's just really mm. weird. Yeah, um, I like that, then. Uh, Uh, no it's fucking I think it's ridiculous I think Logan number one for them to associate with something like Logan Paul shouldn't surprise me but fuck them Logan Paul's a complete piece of goddamn human garbage I agree and not because I don't like him but because of the things he has done and said uh, in in public fuck him fuck his brother fuck nah don't fuck his brother his brother's a a way better boxer than people want to give him uh, credit yeah I think he's going to win his next fight 100% um, but uh, no, Logan Paul can suck a dick. Uh, I'm not happy he's involved in this. Up I, until that, up until that, I was so excited for this match because, come on, man, I'm an ROH fan. I was just gonna <laughs> say the the history these guys have and the friendship. I'm really happy that they're getting a WrestleMania match. As as an ROH fan, as an independent wrestling fan. And fuck it, as a Canadian, and let's go one step farther, as a former resident and a native born of Montreal, Quebec, Canada, I'm fucking happy to see this shit. Yeah, I'm with you. These are, some, there's, these are some hometown boys for me, man. And to see them on the big stage together is huge. Not to mention, how, how much bigger does it get than to be in a ring at WrestleMania with your best friend? 
A hundred percent. I just, I'm really happy for these guys. And uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking Sammy Zayn's going to go over this time. Um, I think he needs it more right now. I think because, his character because, not... because Logan Paul's there, it makes sense. Because and you know what, Kevin Owens, him. Kevin Owens is this generation's Chris Jericho. He can lose all the time. It never hurts him. I think Sammy needs a win here. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'm, ma- I'm with you there. Let's move on. We got two left here, and then we'll move on to the list. In a match that I think, from an in-ring standpoint, is going to be really good, but with a character that I give no fucks about anymore. Uh, you got Riddle against Sheamus for the United States Championship. Have you seen Riddle's new entrance? What happens? Um, first of all, Riddle needs to wash his feet because if he's got birds flying out when he kicks his fucking, uh, what, what the is fuck that? is that? I don't what know, What the man. fuck? WWE, Kevin Dunn, I don't know who the fuck you blame for that. You've done some stupid shit, but that just takes it. That just he, takes it. Side Sidebar, have you, have you heard uh, the uh, the backstage reaction to him fucking up his lines? I heard uh, it, they loved it. Are you surprised even one little bit? No. How long until we get a Riddle, uh, Riddle and R, uh, RVD tag team? Never going to happen. I think we're going to see it. RVD will never get cleared by WWE doctors. I'm telling you that. Right he's now. cleared to go. He can jump in there if he wants. No, he's not. Not by WWE doctors. Are you sure? I guarantee fucking to you. He even said himself on a shoot interview just last year that he that, that he knows he'll never get cleared by, the, by, by WWE doctors. Right, because he's too high? No, because he's had too much fucking brain damage. I don't know. I think we see Riddle and RVD in some form of interaction. Oh, in some form of interaction. But you said a match or a I think they're going to team up. I, I see it happening, man. I Mark, I think Rob by the Van end of the Dan year. will never wrestle in a WWE ring ever again. I don't know, man. I think we're going to see him. So I'm in the Hall of Fame. I think it's going to happen. I think that they're going to win the tag titles by the end of the year. Yeah. Who do you got you in this want, one? You just want me to hate wrestling. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have Riddle going over. Yeah, I'm with I've, you on that. And then uh, last last but not least, Nia Jax and Shayna Blazer against whoever wins the tag titles. I think we're going to get new women's champions no matter what here. I think it's time to break Great. up this tag team. I agree 100%. Um, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Jackson Baszler, to be honest. Yeah, new champs, for sure. So last question, and then we'll move on to the list. Or no, no, no. You know what? You know what? Yes, yes, new champs. New champs. Right. Last question, we'll move on to the list. What's the What match are you looking forward to the most of the entire card? The most? That's a hard one, to be perfectly honest. Um, Bobby and Drew is up there, though. Bobby and Drew is really up there for me. I want to see what they can do. Uh, I, I want to see what they what they have planned because I, th- I like I said before, I think that they need to steal the show. I'm also looking forward to uh, Cesaro and Rollins and uh, Oscar and, uh, and and Ripley. Yeah, it's going to be great too. For me, I'm going uh, Roman Reigns against Edge against Daniel Bryan. I think that's going to be that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. No. Here's what I wanted to bring up before uh, to, to end this up. I want to know if you if you noticed a bit of a trend, and I didn't do this on purpose. I just noticed it when I was done my predictions. There was a bit of a trend. I've predicted that every male champion retains, and every 
woman challenger wins. Yeah. Only one way to find out. Tune in on Sunday, right? And uh, speaking of Sunday, 3 p.m. Instagram Live. We're going there. We can buzz you guys in now. Instagram Live has changed. We can have up to four people on at a time. I'll be counting down the top seven Edge WrestleMania matches. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait for for our what is this? Our fourth live show? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. All right. Well, we could sit here and keep talking about WrestleMania all night, but uh, I want to hear your list this week. But before that. You got something fun planned for me. You got some trivia for me? I do. So um, anybody who has been keeping up on uh, www.canadaoutside.com knows that uh, I shouldn't say we because I've yet to be part of it, but Tyler has been really uh, active. Tyler and our buddies Jay and um, Tyrone have been very active in a little group called the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. You're never going to make me say that awful name. Um, (laughs) And you guys did a big roundtable show recently. We did. We did. With, it was really with fun. all the podcasts. Yeah, there was and, about eight uh, of us on there. It was fun. Yeah. And you did a little little uh, trivia tournament. Well, let's not say the word little. You know, it was a pretty <laughs> big thing here. There was eight of us involved. Such beautiful guys like the Dirty Heels podcast. I love those guys, man. They're awesome. Circle Debate was on there. Jonah from Relive, Rewind, Recap. Uh, our good friends, good friends, better enemies are on there. Jofo in the ring with our friend of the show, Jeremy Prophet, who uh, unfortunately was in the finals with you. He was in the finals with me, and uh, yeah. they they just couldn't take me down. I'm I was the champion. He might be the Canadian champion, but I was the League of Extraordinary Podcasters trivia champion that day. WrestleMania well, trivia, like you said, www.countout7.com. It's on our YouTube page. Go check it out. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, I, I've been, uh, I've gotten the itch to, to, to test you a little bit this week. Sorry, before you test me, I just, one more shout out to uh, James yeah. of that 90s podcast who put the whole thing together. Uh, awesome job, James. That was Good for you, fun. James. Yeah, thank you. And check out his interview with uh, brand new Hall of Famer, Rob Van Dam. It got news everywhere. So Ooh, yeah, that's, he, awesome. that's the one that caught on everywhere. He did a great Good. job with that. He gets a lot of big interviews. Congratulations, so. James. That's awesome. Yeah, James. shout out to James. Good man. Um. So during the ROH 19 show, Roosh said something interesting to me. Okay. He yelled at Jay Lethal that there's nothing that Jay Lethal can do to stop him from being the longest reigning ROH champion in history. Okay. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't think he's even close to there yet. I'm like, I go he see is. that. He's number four so, on the list. So, so I Googled it and blah, blah, blah. And it, and, it, and it made me think. So I've got a list here of 15 different promotions through wrestling oh. history okay and i have written down the longest reigning champion in all 15 promotions okay is this and i want to see I, I need to know question to start yeah is this a single reign or combined reigns single reign okay thank you for asking okay. yes because that's a big difference that's a big difference because roosh is a two-time champion he's a combined reign fourth on the list so okay oh that's gonna be fucking hard man um 15 promotions and yeah i've got 15 promotions all right and before i start when we when we get to wwe that is everything that's wwf straight through to now okay 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 just to clear that up and so let's do it at uh okay so here's the thing if you don't know it i can give you two hints all right 
Your I'm, first hint, your first hint will be the amount of days. Okay. And your second hint will be the time frame of when they held the title. Okay. 15, but, 15 leagues. I'm hoping I can get at least nine is my goal here. Okay. All right. So let's start with the big one, WWE. That's Bruno Sammartino. I was starting you off easy. Seven, seven years, right? Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. The uh, 2,803 days to be exact. Oh, look at you doing your homework. Right? Moving on to the NWA. <sighs> this now, is this, a... to me, this is a tricky one, right? I should know this because I did this list. But for a single reign, I'm going to go with Luzez. At 2,300 days, Luzez. Okay, okay. Two, you're 2-0. Two oh. Good job. That was a tough one because there's been some long reigns in the NWA. All right. It's gonna get it's gonna get a little harder now. Pro wrestling Noah. Pro wrestling Noah. You just want me to try to say names that I can't say anymore. <laughs> okay, I've got it down to t- oh, you know it's the, I I don't know his name, but he just lost to the Great Muda. Um, uh, he was uh, oh, okay, hold on, I've got this on the tip of my tongue. I got the guy right, right? It's I just can't. Genze, no, no, that's Hakushi. It's um, uh, Goshi Osaki. Is that, but I've got the guy right, though, right? I don't think so. Ah, shit. Okay, then... Okay, give me one of the clues. One of the clues is yeah. that uh, he held it for 735 days. Um, Misawa, Misawa. Mich- no. Okay, I've only got one more guess in my head. Give me the time so, frame. So... You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do you a better, bigger favor instead of giving you the time frame. I'm just gonna tell you this: he shares his name with another very popular. That was my guy. last guess, Kenta Kobashi, right? There you go. Yeah, I thought I thought it was the guy that just lost to Muda. I'm gonna take a wrong on that one because I okay. I'm gonna take a wrong on that one. Uh, next, Triple A. Oh geez, I have no idea. Uh, I'm gonna go with Conan just because I don't know a lot about Triple A. Okay, um, wrong, but uh, I don't blame you. Uh, it's uh, one of my favorite guys from uh, Lucha Underground, to be honest, uh, El Texano Jr. Oh, okay. Holding okay. the title for 735 days. No shit, I didn't know that. I remember him from, uh, he came in with like the bull rope in Lucha Underground, right? He sure did. I loved right. him in there. Um, this one, I'll be very surprised if you don't get, going New Japan with the IWPG title. Uh, Okada, correct? You're very correct. 720 days. Most successful defenses, I believe, as well. I have a feeling you'll get this, but maybe not. All Japan. All Japan's got... I'm not as familiar with All Japan. Um, Slava was in there. He started there. No, Baba wasn't. All Japan's a tough one. Give me the year. Give me the time period of the year. The time period? Man, sorry, my uh, my screen's all screwed up here. It's 93 to... If it's 90... I can't give you the time period. I'm going to say I'm going to say Stan Hansen. No. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a hint. 
Your hint is that you already mentioned his name when you were trying to guess. The, Masawa uh, then, Masawa, yeah. Masawa it is. I couldn't, I knew it was one of those two. 705 days. And unfortunately, my uh, my time frames that I have here got all fuzzy and the, the, the text is too small and I can't zoom uh, in for it. I'll just have to get all the rest right then. Okay. Um, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor for a single reign is Samoa Joe. 645 days for Big Joe. Also, the uh, as crowned by you, the listeners, as the greatest Ring of Honor world champion of all time. Beautiful. Um, I don't think you're very familiar with this promotion, so I don't think you're going to get it, but let's try her out. MLW. MLW, longest reigning champion. I'm not very familiar with it. Is it like like the total promotion from the reboot or like like the new stuff or the old stuff? I couldn't tell you. I think it's combined, though. I'm going to go with um, Davy Boy Smith Jr. That's a good guess. Very good guess, but it's wrong. I won't be able to uh, get this one. It does go to another legacy, though. At 615 days plus, because he is the current MLW champion, Jacob Fatu. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Going to Progress Wrestling. I don't even know what that is. Really? Progress? Do yourself some favor and watch some progress, dude. All right. The Hello. longest champion, the longest champion in progress at 609 days was Jimmy Havoc. Okay. I've never yeah. I've never heard of that one. Okay. All right. That that's unfortunate. You should really uh, watch them. Uh, evolve. Ooh, evolve. I'm gonna go with um fuck, I don't watch a lot of evolve either. I'm going to go with uh, Matt Riddle. Again, good answer. Wrong answer, but good try. At 596 days, it's Timothy uh, Timothy Thatcher. Oh, okay, okay. I, yeah. drew, I drew Gulak in my head as well, but I don't think he was a champ there. Now, I really hope you get this. I don't think you will, but I hope you do. PWG. Pro Wrestling Guru. I don't watch a lot. I don't know a lot about them either. I'm going to go with Super Dragon, though. All right. At 538 days, Bay Bay. It's oh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. All right, all yeah. right. WCW. The longest reigning WCW champ. That's a tough one because everybody mm-hmm. fucking hot potatoed that thing. Right. Uh, and, and, I think, I think, and I think the number is going to sta- stagger you. Luger I don't remember Peter. the title being on, the, on a person this fucking long. <laughs> I'm just going through some champions in my head here. It wasn't wasn't Luger, wasn't Sting. Was it Vader? Vader lost to Simmons. Simmons dropped it quick. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Hulkster, brother. At 469 days, Hulk Hogan is the yeah, longest reading. 94, right? 94. I, but does that name not does that? Number not stagger you at 469 days. No, because he wanted that bash at the beach 94 and he dropped it at Halloween Havoc 95. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, ECW. Hmm. I just actually looked this up the other day. Okay. I'm uh... now, th- I believe this is counting Eastern Championship Wrestling. Ooh. No, oh no, wait, wait, maybe not. No, this is ju- this is the Eastern Championship Wrestling Championship. But not the NWA championship. Okay. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with Raven on this one. 
Okay. I know he's. I think. I think he might have the most combined reigns. I. I you are one hundred percent right about that. Do you want to try one more guess, or do you want to hint? Uh. Well, you said four hundred days. Uh, oh, I know. The, uh, yeah, I know the Shane Douglas, the franchise. There you go. There yeah, you go. He had a great reign. Yeah. All right. The next one is a split. All right. We're going to impact, but you had, but you have the TNA NWA title, and then you have the TNA Impact title. Okay? I'm going to say for the first part, the longest reigning champ, I'll go with Jarrett. 347 days for Jeff Jarrett. I think that's probably why I stopped watching Impact. Um, I'm going to go, I'm torn between two names in the second one, but I'm going to go with Kurt no. Angle. Now, okay, I was gonna say. Remember, it's TNA, not current impact. Yeah, I'm gonna I, go with. I'm gonna go with Kurt. I'm going with Kurt Angle. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, was. I, I think this is gonna surprise you. 256 days for Bobby Roode. Oh, you know what? I knew that too. I did know that. Nah, I'm shamed. I'm shamed of myself for that. And last but not least, we started with an easy one. We'll end with an easy one. Who's the longest reigning AEW champion? AEW. Yes, sir. Uh, that would be Mr. John Moxley. That would be Mr. John Moxley, 277 days. Sweet. So you, so you did all right. Did you get your nine? I don't think you got your nine. I don't think so either. I, but but uh, we had to void out one of them because I never heard of the promotion. So I'm going to take okay. a win. I'm going to take a all win. Right. Take Still a win. the champion, champion yeah. of the world. Let's you go. Did, you did better than I would have done because there's a few that you got that I would have been like, oh. You missed uh, one promotion I thought was going to be on there, though, was uh, the AWA. Oh fuck! Because I, I just realized I for I I forgot a few I forgot a few I like I and NXT got, you didn't have NXT on there either I didn't have NXT I didn't get the I was just trying I was trying to throw you for loops yeah you got me on a couple good ones there I man that was fun I enjoyed that how do you I guys do at home make sure you guys uh, hit us up on social media let me know if you did better than me and if you did your band can count gonna, it out <laughs> we're gonna do something like that again soon yeah I like that I'll put something fun, fun together for you soon. What do you think? Uh, all right. Is it time for the list, sir? Yeah, you get to do this again. We've made you wait about just over a month. I figure what the hell we'll let you play Count It Out again. Why don't you hit us up, Mike? It is now time for the top seven opening matches in the history of WrestleMania. Not only has it been a long time since I've done a list, it's been even longer since I pissed you off doing a list. Oh, fuck. I'm fired so up, see. man. I got so the JD phone tonight, buddy. Let's see what we can do tonight. The best openers in WrestleMania history. And we're starting at number seven with WrestleMania 34, Seth Rollins versus uh, Finn Balor versus The Miz. Okay. This match was awesome. I thought it might be a little bit lower on your list here. So I'm intrigued to hear the rest of this. All right. Number six from just last year, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. I find this match when I I went back and rewatched it. We talked about this on air. We talked about when I I did my women's title match. I really like it. I it's a good match. It. I'm yeah. not going to beef it. It definitely should be your number seven if it's going to be on the list, though, because that triple threat IC title match blows this match out of the water. Um, I have I have rewatched Charlotte and Rhea recently. How did you I find Rhea's re- knee selling during the match? Did it annoy you? Because I thought she sold not it really, really well, but I thought that it was over the top vocally. It was over the top vocally because it was the first show they did with no crowd. They didn't know how to, to do the audio. I thought they, her... were, they, they, they were new to it. They, they, I don't think that's Rhea's fault. I think that that's the production and, and, 
I, I put that on guys like, um, what's his name? Uh, Kevin, Kevin Dunn and Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon. Uh, and, and I'm not blaming them because I figured it out. I get they, it. They didn't know what they, in time it's gotten better. And for but, the record, for the record, point, but at that point in time, they've only been crowdless for like fucking three weeks. They for, didn't know what they were doing yet. For the record, I am not shitting on Rhea Ripley selling because I thought her facial expressions and her, her selling of the knee in general was fantastic. She was selling for a 30,000 plus crowd. Yeah. Yeah. The match was great. I just, I, that, I, I, that is the problem. Now, over time, not only has the production team been able to, to learn how to, to do it differently, the performers have learned how to do it uh, differently. They know now that they're not selling to, to, to that crowd. They had they had to learn to sell to an empty building. Yeah. So well, it's you're different. selling to the home audience now, right? Exactly. But you know, um, to be fair, though, to be fair, you should be doing that every week on TV, anyways. The crowd is a part of it, but you you know what I mean. Well, yes, but what I mean is, like, I think they are. I think they are usually, I think they are a song to the, to the TV. But you're also, especially at WrestleMania, you're also going overboard. It goes right to, remember the, the very famous line from Edge and Christian where they, talk, they said that during TLC1, they thought they shipped the bed because they couldn't hear the crowd, right? Yeah. And then they said later on. TLC2, like, sorry. By we, yeah, okay. Uh, later on, they try to do things differently audio-wise. Well, I think that's the case here. At a WrestleMania, you're so used to and your adrenaline's flowing, you're pumped up, you're louder. Yeah, and again, I'm not and shitting on Rhea. And I think Rhea, I think Rhea got caught up in that. I think well, the, Kevin Dunn and whoever else is in that truck uh, just didn't know what to do yet. The one thing I want to compliment on that, though, is, and you just said it great there, I, I don't think it's so much that Rhea got caught up on it, but I like she was you're right she was in the zone and that's where you need to be at Wrestlemania I just for me uh, a little too much vocally but I thought her facials were great I thought her um, um, limping and, and actually selling the need being hurt was great but I just like they booked her so strong going in to Wrestlemania and well you know coming off the war games and Survivor Series I had a hard time buying her being that hurt just for, based off her badass character you know what I mean yeah okay but, I, I'm like going to tell you right now, you got what you wanted. I don't agree with your list already. I <laughs> I definitely think that that triple threat match was a better match. Not that there's anything wrong with Charlotte. Not that there's anything wrong with Charlotte and, and Rio, but uh, I don't know if it would have made my list. We'll have to see what else you got. All right. Um, my number five is uh, from WrestleMania 25, and it's the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, this was fun. I, this isn't my favorite Money in the Bank match, though. So, again, I'm going to disagree with you. That opened the show. Okay. Um. It is definitely one of mine. Uh, my only issue with it, I like these matches better when, be it Money in the Bank or not a Money in the Bank, multi-man ladder matches, I like them better with six men. Mm-hmm. I don't like this eight-man bullshit. It's I too agree. much. I agree so if, I am, if I'm doing this card, I'm probably taking Mark Henry and... Kane? Kane? I'm thinking Finley. No, get out of here. I love Finley. I already disagree with you. I disagree with you again. Here, you got your wish. I hate everything you're saying tonight. If not Finley, MVP. But I I think I like MVP in these. You keep this up. We're gonna put you on another month time out here, Mike. (laughs) Um, it was a fun match, man. You got Mark Henry, you got Shelton Benjamin. Uh, I'm a big CM Punk guy, so I was happy with the finish because I didn't Uh, see it coming. 
And you, you, you had Shelton Benjamin and Kofi in the same match. Yeah, which, which is great. Christian match. was in that too, right? Uh, Christian was in that. I, I, that's MVP what I thought was going to go over. I thought I thought Christian was going to go over. So I was really I, surprised that Punk went over. And I thought it was finally Shelton Benjamin's time. No, come on. Because he, well, he always shines in these matches. And I am a huge Shelton Benjamin fan. And I thought he's fine. He's eventually going to get his day. Now it never came. Now it won't. Like I don't ever see him. He's always going to be that other guy. Hey, you know side, I mean? sidebar for a minute while we're talking about Sheldon Benjamin. They broke up the Hurt Business on Raw this week. We're going to talk about that. Oh, did we already we, talk we, about that? We probably already talked about it. I've been drinking tonight, guys. <laughs> All right, fine. I had, I had my, my theory. I probably already said it. Anyways, let's move on. Um. All right, moving on to my number four. This one I think you're going to disagree with, and that's fine. This match is a match that by all means, should have sucked. Um, should have not opened the WrestleMania. Should just, uh, we shouldn't be talking about right now, but we got to be. My number four is from WrestleMania 33, and that's AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. I know. You lost me, man. I know. You lost me. There's, there's I, anything wrong with this match. This match showcases how great AJ Styles is. I've seen McMahon's performances in the last, like, since he's returned. Like, like other than his match with The Miz, which I actually really liked, um, he hasn't blown me away. But his match with AJ was really fucking good. Yeah, but not number four of all time good. Want to know something funny? When I was doing my research, I put it, I didn't give it as much credit as a lot of people did. This made number two on a lot of people's lists. Well, those people are idiots. And that's why they're not certified by Bill Apter. Talk about why this match shouldn't be my number four while I grab a beer. Uh, I will tell you right now. And again, nothing wrong with the match. AJ Styles proved in this match why he's one of the best of all time. And Shane McMahon stepped up his game. He he couldn't hide behind the no-holds-barred gimmicks that he always has to hold behind. I thought he did a fine job. There's just so many better matches that have opened up WrestleManias over time than this match. Um, and one match that I know for sure that you're not going to have on your list that I think was better than this match was from WrestleMania 7, the Rockers against Ming and the Barbarian, Haku and the Barbarian. I think that's a better match in this match. Uh, I think the Triple Threat was a better match in this one. And I also think that uh, Rhea Ripley and, and Charlotte was a better match in this one. Nothing wrong. Like, the match was fine. The match was fine, but we're talking about the seven greatest opening matches in WrestleMania history. This one, honorable mention at best. Okay. I, I, I'm not arguing with you. It's my opinion. Well, everybody has their opinion and everyone has an asshole and you're just both right now, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to my number three. It is the Intercontinental Championship ladder match from WrestleMania 31. Mm. This is a perfect spot for this match. Thank you. Yeah, this is a perfect spot for this match. This match was great. Um, not a whole lot to say about this match. It, it well, we already fun. talked about it on your greatest intercontinental title uh, we did. stuff as well, right? So, And you know what? I have less of a problem with the match now than I did before. I remember when I watched the match live, I hated the headbutt spot. Yeah. Hated it. I watch it back now and I don't have as much a problem with it. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, we'll talk about that. You said from 31, right? Yeah. I mean, knowing knowing that nobody got really hurt and everything, but it was just, a, to me, it's a stupid spot, but my problems with it are gone. Yeah. All right. Hit number number two. We got through this one fast, man. Yeah, no kidding. My number two. You have to agree with me on this one. You have to. We're going to WrestleMania 30. Triple H versus Daniel Bryan. Yep. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this match is awesome. Okay. Uh, if this match was your number one, we'd be having a different conversation because this is one of those lists where number one, I think, is the most obvious number one of all time. Uh, even if it wasn't, you know me. You know me well enough. You know what I like. You know who I like. <laughs> you know what my number one is. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, well, every wrestling fan should have the same number one as you. Exactly. But yeah, no, this my- match was great. I think this is the... this. Is, this is a kind of a weird sentence I'm going to say, but I think that this is one of the most underrated opening matches in pay-per-view history, but it also gets the respect it deserves at the same time. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like, I feel like this is a match that jumps out at your mind. Like, you know what I mean? Is that when you talk about greatest opening matches of all time, I feel like this one doesn't immediately jump okay, out at you, know, you it, but I, I think it's I one of the exactly best what ones. You, mean. you know what that's I'm trying exactly, to say with that? A hundred percent. Cause that's exactly how I feel about William Regal. Love William Regal. William William Regal is really one of the most underrated people of all time because he's not the first name that comes up. But at the same time, have you ever heard anybody say put disrespect on his name? Brad Armstrong, Absolutely another one. Not. Brad Armstrong, another exactly. Name. So right. guys who get their respect, but they're underrated because they're not the first ones on your tongue. You Speaking know? of William Regal, he had a couple great honorable mentions for uh, for this list as well. We can get into that in a minute. We are going to get that to that in a minute. Um, number one, how could it be anything except for WrestleMania ten? Um, you you know what I love most about this match? I, I won't say most, but it's a it's one of the little. It's just a little thing they did that I absolutely love, and it's right at the beginning when the ring announcer goes. From Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and the crowd just pops, and then well, Owen's then they music play Owens hits. Music? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, "Fuck you, Owen!" Boo. I'd love to think that they that they knew what they were doing there. You know what I mean? Like they, they were gonna, did a hundred percent. They, 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 they had to. They, they were using the crowd. This was before they were shitty bookers. This was yeah. this was strategically planned out. Yeah, yeah, so good. Um, like I guarantee, like as soon as that boo hit. Both Owen and Vince are like, yes. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Pat Patterson yeah. probably had his hand in that. Brett, I bet you they all came with that one together. Yeah. So here's a bigger question. Let me ask you this, because I mm-hmm. think this is one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. A hundred percent. Is this the greatest opening match in pay-per-view history? Holy f- <laughs> There's one other match that always comes to mind for me, and it's Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio from SummerSlam as one of the greatest opening matches of all time. Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins from a, a SummerSlam from a couple years ago could make a claim for that now as well. But I think wow. I, I think this might be one of the, and and you know what I'm not gonna I, like I'm putting you on the spot. That's the like are most, we like are we are we just talking WWE? You can talk about anything. What comes to your mind when you hear greatest opening? And and let's let me ask you this question. Let me make it try to make it a little more simple for you. When you hear greatest opening matches in pay per view history, what matches come to your mind immediately? That one. <laughs> that one right 
Like that's the first thing. That's the only thing that comes to my mind right away. Yeah, for me, it's that one and Angle, Angle, and uh, and Mysterio from SummerSlam. <clears throat> and for myself, as a guilty pleasure, Heart Foundation, Brainbusters from SummerSlam '89. But yeah, I think I, uh, I think this is the greatest opening match in wrestling history that's ever opened a card. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk about this another day because I, yeah, I give well, that's a loaded question, man. That's a, that's loaded, a loaded question. question. But I but you said it right. That's always the first match that comes to everyone's mind. These guys put on a clinic. They put let's, on a clinic. And I guarantee you, match, Stu Hart was sitting in the crowd, so proud of his boys watching that. A hundred percent. Um first off, as far as I'm concerned, it is the second greatest story told in WWE history. Ooh, what's your number one? Uh, Austin McMahon. I, I I can't argue either one of those points. I I I think so too. And that's not just the Canadian and us, you know, putting our boys over. No, this story was, was great. Just, it started in November it of '93, and it goes on for years. It even went on, when yeah. even when Brett and Owen were feuding with other people, they still hated each other. They still hated each other, and it still kind of worked. And, you know, they were yeah, around they, each other. They were still beefing with each other going into January 95, and then they finally rekindled in 97. And that what a great moment that was. You're my brother. That, I love that you. Re- that rekindling wouldn't have meant shit if they didn't do that story properly. You know what? That part, just shows how well that story was told. And a great part of that story was I, Owen beating Brett in the opening match, and then Brett going yeah. on to win the world title at the end. And that and little last- moment thing you see in wrestlemania is owen up there shaking his head what about me oh my god what about Um, me and and brett's telling him to come in and celebrate with me and owen's just like you son of a bitch i'm nine years old watching that and even then i you know i was getting goosebumps i knew that we were watching something fucking special that night not only the match but the end of that wrestlemania I'm glad that I'm the oldest person in my family because I think I would have been an Owen guy there and I probably would have went and dick punched one of my brothers if I had an older brother at that point. I was an Owen guy there. Um, I was a massive fan of The Rocket. That that yeah. he was my he was my guy, other than Piper, especially when, when Piper left the company. I who did I vote for? I was a Piper, I was an Owen guy. Yeah, 100%. And, and I couldn't and, and so for the rest of my time, I didn't ever uh, in, uh, cheer for Brett because I, I, because he was Owen's enemy. You know what I mean? Brett was my, I was a Camp Cornette guy. <laughs> I, I went with, I went with Brett in the feud, but uh, I, but at this point, WrestleMania ten, I was uh, still with Owen. I was happy he won, and then I was like, no, I'm a Brett guy. No, but... let's talk about that finish because it is one of the most underrated, understated finishes of all time. Oh, when he when he it came... counters the roll up. It just came out of nowhere. And I don't think any other finish would have been more perfect for this match. It, it's, because, like, um, it's like Wembley Stadium as well. Same same deal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was one of those things where there wasn't... Owen didn't kick Brett's ass that night. But... They had a Owen, fight. But Owen also didn't cheat to win. He didn't... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he just beat brett by this fucking much and let's be real that didn't hurt brett he went on to be the world champion by the end of the night it's okay Um, to lose there's a right way to lose here's my question the follow-up what's your uh what's your feelings on the cage match from SummerSlam? um because i I find there's a lot of conflict here a lot of people love it yeah it's not my favorite 
I'm in the love it camp. I really do like it. Um, I don't have a problem with it. A lot of people think the the finish is silly. I I love the finish. I I thought the finish was great. Uh, I I thought the match was, uh, they did a great job, you know, always going to escape the cage. It's not my favorite cage match. I thought it was a little bit long. Um, I'm going to give it, uh, I give it more of a thumbs up than thumbs down. I like the match, but I'm not going to say it's the greatest cage match of all time. Like some people. No, it's not, but. I, I, I just asked you because I know a lot of people who just dislike the match and, and I really like it. Um, there's not a whole lot that Owen ever did that I disliked. No, he's the best. You know, um, Owen was the best of the Hart Brothers. Yeah, and I, want- I, will go to my, I will go to my grave saying that. If you want to hear more Owen Hart stories, go under our, our webpage, www.countout7.com. Find the watch along I got to do with Jason Sensation. He really tells some fun Owen stories there. Uh, we're, we're, definitely do, we're, we're definitely going to do an Owen list one day. Um, either an Owen list or a Camp Cornet list. Oh, well, that might be a fun one for you. That'd be, that'd be really fun. Who knows, man? We, we've been talking about doing a lot of stuff in the future. We're talking about doing maybe an ECW month, maybe a new generation yeah. month. We don't know. We will, maybe we'll leave it up to you guys what you want to hear. We'll, we'll put a vote up. So um, for the most part, you uh, you agree with my list. Uh, it was uh, all right. it was, I think it was 50-50 yeah, I'm going to go 60-40 Because I really just right, like to right. your places I can't, um, I can't put you over I, I'm, too not much gonna you. I'm not going to lie to you A match just popped in my head right now That belongs on my list And had I Remembered it earlier And I sat down and reconstructed the list I don't know how I would reconstruct the list But there is a match that Belongs on this What do you got? Eddie versus Ray yeah, Should good match. Be on my list. You know what? I I would put it over Shane and, and AJ for sure, but mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't their best outing either. It was just a good match. You know what I mean? Um, but as but as the opener, well, there's some good um, honorable mentions we can talk about, and and like I yeah. mentioned earlier, one of my favorite WrestleMania openers of all time is the Rockers against the Face of Fear. And and if you guys haven't watched that match in a long time, go out of your way and rewatch it. It's a great match great tag team match very exciting for an opener tito and sean also had a great one you know sean Tatanka and sean Tatanka and sean minus the finish we talked about that already mm-hmm. as well jacob mm-hmm. and eli blue against the ally oh sorry that's not a good match at all jacob at <laughs> wrestlemania 11 that was terrible um how about well you said camp Cornette. there's a great six-man tag match at wrestlemania 12 well i forgot about that yeah, Camp Cornette against uh, against Jake Ahmed and and uh, I don't know, I lost the name. Oh, Rob's yelling at me right now. I can hear him. Jake Ahmed and oh, wasn't Ray? Wasn't Razor? No, it wasn't Razor. No, how do we not know this? Rob is yelling at us right now. It was Bulldog. Oh, and oh, Yokozuna. Fuck. Oh, yeah. I had to remember who was in the name. Sorry, Rob. We got it, though. I'll, I'll, I'll still be uh, expecting my text message. Uh, <laughs> um, what else What else you got in your honorable mentions? I got uh, Rollins versus Lesnar at 35. Eh, I'm, I'm over Lesnar matches at this point. How about uh, how about a couple William Regal ones with Jericho and RVD, 17 and 18? Yeah, absolutely. Both fantastic matches. Um. Cena, Cena versus Big Show at 20. I can't believe you didn't have this one on your list. Uh, Rey Mysterio it, against Matt Hardy was... at 19. Oh, yeah. They had a great match and one of the greatest of all time. 
This is not a bad match on that. No, Money in the Bank from WrestleMania 23 was okay. Oh, as wait, well. never mind. I take that back. There's one bad match on that. <laughs> what is it? Oh, uh, Taker. Taker. Yeah, Nathan Jones, <laughs> Taker. Yeah, that one. Hey, you know what? That still wasn't an awful match. So let's just bring it home here. I got two more honorable mentions I want to talk about really quickly. Uh, WrestleMania 32, the Intercontinental Title Ladder match where Zack Ryder won was, oh, uh, yeah. was yeah. a really good one. And a, a very underrated match that we just might be talking about on our live show when we count down the top seven Edge WrestleMania matches of all time. Edge versus Alberto Del Rio. I have I, I have one more. Uh, I forgot about that match. That definitely deserves to be talked about. Um, I have one more, and don't make fun of me. It's just because it's uh, it's got a special place in my heart. Okay, I just really like it, and it's not a great match, but I'm going to mention it anyways. And that's from WrestleMania three, the Can Am Connection versus the Magnificent. Oh Rock yeah, Bowl. thank you for mentioning that one. I, I love that match. Me too. It, it's just it, it's I. I don't think the Can-Am connection gets talked about enough. I, I loved that team. Um, Morocco and Bob Orton are two legends. Uh, it was just, a, it was a good match. Um, a good match on a subpar card as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I want to talk about just real quick before I let you take it home here. Um, my most disappointing opening match in WrestleMania history. Okay. WrestleMania 2. Bob or not Bob Don Morocco and Paul Orndorff. I just, I was really, oh. I really thought they were going to have a great match. They gave him four minutes and it was like a double count out or a double DQ. Very disappointing uh, for two of the greatest of all time. I would have, I would have said one. I, you know what? Tito Santana, the executioner had a fun little match. Oh, man. A fun little match. And before we knew what WrestleMania would turn out to be, which is the biggest event of all time, you know, let's be real. Let's call a spade a spade. They had a fun little match for what it was. So this this is our go-home show of the WrestleMania. We're not going to be talking about WrestleMania a full lot after next week. So I just want to get some WrestleMania stuff out of there. Um, what is your, what you consider to be the most underrated WrestleMania match? Underrated? A match that, a, a match that you love, whether or not it's great or not, a match that you love, but not enough people talk about. I've got Ooh. one for sure. I want to that, know yours. That's a big one. Okay, you go first. Let me think on it for, for a second. Mine is Mr. Perfect versus the Blue Blazer. Yeah, great match. WrestleMania 5. Fun little fun little short match. It's a short match, but it is it, it's, it just it really showcases what a young Owen Hart could do. It showcases Mr. Perfect because he is fucking perfect. Um, I love it. I don't think it gets enough, uh, enough cred. Uh, well, I'm going to say one that I've said three times now, uh, the Rockers versus uh, the Face of Fear. Also, the Rockers versus the Twin Towers at WrestleMania 5, same card as your card. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a fun match that I always like as a kid. I don't know how it holds up now. I haven't watched it in a long time, but it, it always gets forgotten because it was the match after Bret and Austin at WrestleMania 13, and that was LOD and Ahmed Johnson against the Nation of Domination. I fucking love that match. Great, fun match. I- love that match and i am not by any stretch of the imagination a fan of ahmed johnson or even lod in, in this era but god damn that was a fun match yeah that, yeah, that I, was the match you know the the the, the what would they call it? the kitchen sink yeah <laughs> you know they fucking hawk brings the kitchen sink down and, oh man uh chicago street fight it, i love it it's so fun love it love it love it 
Well, for all of our listeners out there, hit us up on our social media everywhere at Counted Out 7, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And of course, you can reach us directly at www.countedout7.com. Leave your feedback. Let us know some of your favorite underrated matches. Let us know how much you disagreed with Mike's list like I did this week. The streak is over, man. The streak <laughs> is over. We've agreed with each other too much. So uh, in the in the words of our friend of the show, the Dirty Heels podcast, we gave the people what they wanted today. Man, we, we did not agree on a list. Uh, but and, and, we, and we put in a full hour. You, you and I haven't done a full fucking show without having a guest on in in weeks that's right um and that's another streak that's not going to keep going because we got a guest on next week man yeah yeah that's right next week we got uh, two we got two guests next week absolutely let's uh let's talk about that a little bit i figure the best way to put a bow on the wrestlemania season is to talk about possibly the greatest wrestlemania performer of all time that is the heartbreak kid Shawn michaels such a big topic that we needed to bring in some help for it. We brought in one of the biggest Shawn Michaels fans that I've ever met in my life. A uh, good friend of the show. He's done a list with us before during the Hell in a Cell season. Host of the co-host of the E8 podcast, Steve Bourne, is going to come in and he's going to count down the top seven Shawn Michaels uh, matches at WrestleMania of all time. But before that, Thank I had, you for the, chance, right up. I had oh. the chance to sit down with Johnny Devine from uh, yeah. formerly from Impact Wrestling. Fun little chat there. And I guarantee you, you will never hear a better Stu Hart impersonation than what Johnny pulls out. Um, but before even that, Tyler, what are you doing on WrestleMania Sunday? I was thinking about maybe cracking a bottle of Uncle Jack Daniels, setting up my phone, logging on to at Counted Out 7 on Instagram, or maybe our YouTube page, depending. I don't know what we're going to do yet. Let's say Instagram for now. If if we change it last minute, we'll make sure it's well known. Keep, I- keep tuned to, um, to www.countedout7.com. We'll be keeping you updated right there. Yeah, WrestleMania Sunday, I feel like maybe uh, inviting you in on that chat log there. And uh, yeah. I'm going to give you my list for the top seven edge matches of all time at WrestleMania. And that's it, man. That's where we are. So I don't have anything else to say. You want to take us home? Let's take her home on uh, behalf of WrestleMania season, man. Uh, we're pretty much done now. Uh, you know, uh, next week we do have WrestleMania list, but we're past WrestleMania. So till next year, WrestleMania. You've been counted out. Cheers.